0: We're holding pei beis on alif. we're finishing off pei re which is discussing the sizes of objects that you remove from Rishus HaYochet to Rishus Rabbim. what's the significant size, which therefore you'll be hayy for transferring it. So, we're in the middle of the subject of Halachas uh, HaBais HaKisei, because we spoke, about, um, the, we spoke about the size of pebbles, and then we spoke about the moving pebbles for going to the Akisa because it's covered in and Then we got involved in many other details of it. So actually now we'll be discussing the question of how important it is to discuss these things. Just one second. holding the third line on Pei, Beis, and with Aleph. Ravuna said it told his son, Rabba, the famous Rabba Baravuna. Obviously, he was still younger then. He was a Talmud then. And he asked him, "My Why did he go to Rav Chista? Why He had a yeshiva there. And, and, and Rabba Baravuna didn't like going to that yeshiva. Why didn't he like going to that yeshiva? It's a good yeshiva. The Mechadadon Shmaiti. His halachas are very sharp. He has clear explanations, deep explanations. Go to his yeshiva. It's a good yeshiva to go to. Om Raleigh said, nah, it's a waste of time. Why should I go learn by him? When I go to him, he starts discussing with me, just regular matters, mundane matters, not Torah. Why should I, why should I go learn by him? He doesn't even talk about Torah. What, what did he speak about? Amr Ali he told me like this, man, the if someone has to go to the bathroom, don't sit down very firmly, very strongly, sit down very gently. Why? As we'll see soon, in the whole, all of these things, also don't, don't push yourself too much in the bathroom. The high the the intense, the, the intestines, the the kish atalas shine yasif. they're holding on three teeth, there are three things holding it, and if you're gonna push too hard, or sit down too strongly, then it's gonna break through the things that are holding the intestines from falling out, vasiludeh de there'll be a danger. So, that's what he's discussing with me when I come to the yeshiva. That's what I'm coming to yeshiva for. I'm coming to yeshiva to learn some halakhis and some svaris. And he's trying to tell me how to sit down and go to the bathroom. Our malay Rabbi told him, nah, Who He's discussing life. He's discussing how people could live healthy. Yeah? And And you're telling me that he's talking nonsense. He's talking... Mundane things these are very, very important things. Of course, you should go to him. If he's discussing these things. You should definitely go to him and learn by him. Fine. So that's why it's important to know all these things, which are the gear for health. Right. So we're continuing to discuss the halachas of the basic and he's going back to halachas of Shabbos, bais and Shabbos. So we mentioned earlier that Rabbi held that you should never use cheres, never use earthenware, even on Shabbos, although it's preferable over pebbles, because pebbles are not designed for a keili, they're proper mukza, and broken pieces of of earthenware keili are not proper mukza, still, since magicians could use it, as a tool to, to, to have power over you, don't use it even in Shabbos. That was Rabbi But it sounds like that other Amerim didn't worry about this. Maybe they weren't too worried about magicians. If you're not worried about it, they don't have power over you. They weren't so bothered by the magic part. They were just bothered about the technical part. It's rough and therefore it could scrape and it could damage. So that's why there's a question on Shabbos if I have a smooth pebble or I have a rough piece of earthenware, what should I prefer? So If you have a smooth pebble or a piece of earthenware, use the pebble, don't use the earthenware because it's rough and it could tear. Similar to what we said over here that Rav Chista said, that you might tear what's holding up your, your Kishkis, and therefore it's a danger. So the same thing, don't use earthenware. <speaking in Hebrew> you should prefer earthenware over pebbles, because it's a khali. We have a b'r'aisa supporting <Hebrew> If someone had a choice in Shabbos between a pebble or a piece of earthenware, you should prefer the piece of earthenware. This screws Ravuna's argument says the Gemara, Tir Yimara, Raf Bar Papa made Rav Kisra. Raf Rambar Papa himself explained it in front of Rav Kisra, I guess. They, 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 they brought this in front of Rav Kisra as a ra'ya to Rav Kisra. So one of the Talmidim said, no, this is not a ra'ya to you. I can answer Rav Huna. And basically, he'll answer Rav Huna in a way that he wouldn't be arguing on Rav Kisra, before. So if you're talking about the edges, the smooth edges, if you have a broken piece of earthenware, if you have the part that was cracked, that's sharp, that could cut, that's dangerous. And that Avunah would never say you could use. Um, I'm sorry. That Avchista would never say you could use. That Avraisa would never say you could use. Rather... Not sure, I'm not sure about Rabchistan. But the Braissa not necessarily said you should use it. When the Barais said you should prefer, then weird. It's talking about the smooth edges. And Avuna was talking about the part that was cracked, the sharp part. If you have the sharp part, don't use it even on Shabbos. Although it's less muksa, because it used to be a Kaili, prefer a pebble, because it's dangerous to use a sharp edge. However, the Braissa was talking about a smooth edge. And therefore it's not a question on Avuna. However, Rav it doesn't. I don't know. It sounds like Rav held that even if it's a sharp, broken piece of, of, of clay, it's not like it's not like a glass. I guess you could be careful when you're when you're using it. I don't know. I mean, logically, again, yeah, logically, I would say just this would solve the machleikis. Rav the Brayas are talking about the smooth edge, and Rav is talking about the sharp edge, and then it wouldn't be a machleikis and it would make a lot of sense. The problem is. That if Raf Rambar Papa was explaining it in front of Rav Chista, according to Rav Hunna, it sounds like Rav Chista didn't learn like that. It sounds like Rav Chista held that the rice is talking about any broken piece of clay. So it sounds like that he held even if it's sharp. How can that be? I don't know. I don't know how to explain it because it's obvious that this is a con if it's sharp. I guess it's not sharp like glass. It's sharp. But you could be a bit careful if you, if you do it slowly. I don't know. I don't know. If I'm not mistaken, then you only use it if it's smooth. If it's smooth, then you prefer the cheres. And if it's sharp, you 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 use the the pebble. I have to check it up. I didn't check it up lately. Um, I think that's the aloha. I'm, I'm not sure. Fine. Next. On Shabbos, how you the fun of tzreir v'asabim? He had a choice between a pebble and grass. Now, grass, might be there's two ways i have learn this gemara. Either you're talking about the pastures, we're talking about cut grass, which might not necessarily be mukta because it's animal food. And animal food isn't mukta. If you have animals, if you overnight you have animals, if in the town there are animals that would eat it, then it's not mukta. So what should you prefer? A pebble, which is proper muktza, or grass, which is animal food? Or another way to learn it is if it's grass connected to the ground. And you can wipe with it while it's still connected. And uh, I guess the problem is that uh, you might come to detach it. But let's stick to the first one. Let's stick to the fact that you want to use grass because it's animal food, so it's preferable over pebbles. nuna. <laughs> Better use the pebbles, and don't use the grass. Why? Because the grass can, can it's not so smooth, and it, again, it could cut. It could cut. Um, Rashi says, because it's still moist, therefore it could cut. Not sure exactly why, when it's moist, it could cut more, but it could still, it could cut. And because of uh, it's less Muktzah, so better use the grass. The Brisa says if you use anything which can catch on fire, it causes that whatever holds up the kishkas may uh, be ruined, and uh, they could, they could fall out and therefore do not use anything flammable. So grass is flammable, and therefore you shouldn't use it. it says, if it's moist, it's not flammable, and that's why uh, the one who says you could use, you should use grass, you're using moist grass, and the rice is about when it's already dry. Now obviously we don't keep to this today, because we use toilet paper, and toilet paper is obviously flammable. So we, we follow... We follow the, the rule that Nishtan that the nature has changed, and therefore this rule is not applied today. We do use flammable things to wipe. Fine. Okay. Next, more is regarding uh, going to the toilet. If someone needs to go to the toilet for, for number two, he doesn't go or other Girsai is saying, and he eats. Not just he doesn't go, but he eats as well. Ravchis tov eravimu. is what's going to happen to this person. <inaudible> one of them said, ruach <inaudible> shi He will have a bad smell, it means, but it means a bad smell from his mouth. A bad, a bad breath. <inaudible> He'll become very sweaty. And he'll have he'll he'll have bad smell, bad, bad smell from his entire body, not just from his mouth. Tiny There's a braisa which says that it'll cause a bad smell in his whole body. The tiny lunch and a brace, I need cover when he needs to go to the toilet and he eats here, he says that he eats. It's like when he wanted to light a new fire in the fireplace or in the oven and you don't clean the ashes first. Here also, you have to clean the ashes, the burnt food, and then put in new food, new wood. So it's like a, it's like an oven. There's already fuel over there that was used, and it wasn't cleaned up, and you put new wood. It stinks, it doesn't smell good. And then the Ebreyesa continues, This is what begins that a person should smell bad from his entire body, So this supports the opinion that it doesn't just cause cause bad breath, but it causes a bad smell from his entire body. Fine. Next. Someone needs to go to the turtle and it's not going. What should he do? Armarabiz the Yamid the Yeshiv Yamid the Yeshiv. Sit and stand up and sit down, stand up and sit down. That exercise will cause it to make it loose and to be removed. The same thing, but you might get a bit annoyed just to get sit up and stand, stand up and sit down the whole time. So change locations when you're trying to go to the toilet, each time try in a different place. So you're going to walk in the meantime and stand up and sit down in the meantime, and that's going to give you exercise with a distraction, basically with a, a motivation, with a certain goal. It's not really like playing sports instead of just jumping, Yeah. So you have like something you're doing. So you're doing something and that will help you to be able to go. Another eight says, you take a pebble and you, and you like wipe over there, but that could also help you, help, help you release it. take your mind off. What are you talking about? If you're going to take your mind off of it and get busy with other stuff, you're going to push it up, it can make it worse. What are you telling me to take your mind off of it? So he said, no, Take your mind off anything else. Just focus, relax. Take everything off your mind and focus just on this. Yeah? Now, practically speaking, means like this. If you're pressured, it's not going to help. If you just calm and just let yourself focus on it, then that could help. So anything that traps, that captures your mind, anything that, you, that keeps you busy. Sometimes you have to go and you can read a book and then it like makes your mind, take, takes your mind off anything which will, it will make your mind focused and it just makes your mind smooth and then it could, it could allow it to go. Right? That's how both the Havamin and the maskana could work together somehow, Fine. He's trying to support the first opinion that the stand up and the sit down is the best option. I saw a, a Arab. The v. Yosef, v. Yosef, I guess that they, they were when you were traveling. yes, so you would meet? The Bedouins that were that were camping out. That's what they call taya. Taya literally means someone who's uh, who's uh, camping in tents. That's, that's the the Arabs used to camp in tents. The Kambi Yasef, yasef also they weren't very, very tzniyistic, it was before Islam, so they weren't very tzniyistic in their behavior, so you are able to see it more, what they're, what they're doing. So, so Yasef, Kambi he stood up and sat down at the Shopech Gdedah, it went very well, so that's basically the best option to do. Fine? Okay. Now, based on this idea that in order to, to release yourself, you have to be active based on what we said that you should not eat until you have cleaned yourself. So what if you have to eat? What should you do? Be active, which that would release you. And then you should eat. So <speaking in Spanish> and you gotta eat. But you know, you have to, you have to be clean before. So <speaking in Spanish> do 10 sessions of walking four Amis and then trying Walking four hours and then trying for 10 times. The army law, some say, Dalek, you can bunch it up together. Um, Better bunch it up together. Four times, walk 10 hours, because a lot of activity at once is much better. Walk 10 hours, five meters, four times, and then try, then you'll be able to go. And then once you're clean, then go and sit down and eat to your heart's content. That's it. the best way to come into a proper suit, huh? right? So then different alochis regarding um, the, the, the health element of going to the toilet, while we also spoke about different options on Shabbos, um, which is preferable. If you look at the alochic thing, or you look at the possible danger, what should you prefer? Okay, then the Mishnah continues, Speaking about different examples of objects that you, you transfer from Jusah, Yochad and Shabbos, what's the minimum size that's considered significant? Cheres, a piece of earthenware. They would make houses from logs, and um, they would pile one on top of the other, but there wasn't very, very smooth logs, and there were some spaces in between, which makes it to some cracks, and also that's, there's a, it won't lay so well one on top of the other. So it would fill in the, the gaps with broken pieces of earthenware. So that's the smallest size of something useful you could do with a broken piece of earthenware. That's what Rabbi Yudah holds. Rabbi Meir, know, even smaller than that. They should be able to lift with it a burning coal. Now, how large is the coal? It's very hard to know. It seems like a very, very small size to lift the coal. That it could hold a revis, about three ounces of water. Right? That's already a specific measurement. And seemingly, it seemed like it's something larger than a call which could be a small, very small call. I don't have a proof, a clear proof to my opinion, that the size is to hold a burning call, but I have a hint in a posik. The posik is a Nabu of Yishayu, where Hashem is uh, it's saying punishments that is, are going to happen to the Yidin, Rahman al-Islam. And it said that, that the, the enemy, because of their Avedis, is going to break their, their wall to the extent that there won't be anything useful left from the wall. And the broken wall, you won't even find a piece of earthenware for the smallest use you might think of. So it says, Mm -hmm. you won't find in the broken wall, a piece of earthenware, that you should be able to lift a coal from a burning fire. So we see that that's considered something useful. So not just what you could put into the gaps in the wall, which is larger, even smaller than that, where you could lift a burning coal. There's also something. And for some reason, he wants to also prove this against Rabbi see that it's not to lift a revius of water, but even to, to, to lift a burning coal. Amale Rabi Misham, Raya. you want to bring a Raya? The contrary, from there, I can bring a Raya to myself. The puzzle continues, <speaking in Hebrew> That also, you won't find a piece of earthenware that you could draw some water from a, from a pit, from a, some sort of reservoir of water. You wouldn't be able to, to lift this small, significant amount, which would be a reverse. Now, from his conversation, it seems like he held Rabbi Yehissi, that his shear is smaller than a mayor's. And therefore, he's selling it a mayor. You want to bring a proof from that pasuk, that pasuk tells you that even smaller than your shear is also useful. And that's the rule by Shabbos, we always go by the smallest significant use. Now, logically, we say the other way around. Logically, it seems like a burning coal can be smaller than a of water. can be the smallest burning coal. So somehow we have to match the conversation with the facts. So we'll see that in the Gemara. Let's skip the parentheses, because it seems like Actually, one second, one second. OK, so the one is going to ask, regardless of the conversation, the one is assuming the facts and then trying to look in the PASUK. Bashkof already showing at first glance, the facts tell you a coal can be tiny and a V is a specific measurement. So the smallest coal is smaller than a v is a water. So the mayor is being machmer and he's saying a smaller size. If you look at the PASUK, it looks like water is smaller than a fire. Because the post says he won't be able to find there a piece of earthenware to take a burning coal and even to draw some water. So obviously drawing water is smaller than a burning coal. Right? So how do the facts fit with the post? He the other question. Is a mayor's size larger or is a mayor's size larger? or logically is the mayor's size larger. Rabbi Yishei's sheira is larger, but in mikra, if you look in the pasuk, sheira that a nafish. It seems like a is larger. It's like you won't find something to catch a burning coal and even to draw some water. The ishal kadaytach if you think sheira that Rabbi Yishei nafish that it's a lot to, to, to catch water is larger. Likely he's cursing the the d'mana zutra that he won't find a small useful piece of earthenware. Then he does he won't buy the larger one. Said you know, Just like in the Pasuk. It's not to take a single line burning coal. You have a big fire. You want to catch one coal out of it. You have to have some space because the fire is burning hot. If you come close to it, you can also get burned. She must have a longer piece of earthenware to be able to to mess around in the fire and to take out a burning coal. So it's larger than to draw the vias of water. To draw the vias of water, all you need is for the water. You're not going to get burned from anything. So therefore, the BAC size is smaller. And therefore, the POSIC and the fit. spit. Okay, now we understand the conversation. That BAC told him, look in the POSIC and you'll see that even a smaller size is also something. Even to draw water is also something. Now he has a good point. What does a make an answer to that? How did a meir bring a ride from that pasuk that the smallest size is to capture a burning coal? So you want to know. The pasuk could tell you like this: You won't find anything significant in that wall, and you won't find anything insignificant. And we could say that to draw with a broken piece of earthenware a divisa of water is insignificant. You don't drink water from a broken piece of earthenware. You catch coals with a broken piece of earthenware. You don't drink water from it. So you won't find in the broken wall not something useful and not something useless. And then it can still be readmeyer. Let's see inside. Can you bring a proof of the opposite? It's a ray for me. Shapri Didn't he say a good thing? He has a point. If the posseg is telling you that you won't find a smaller use, so that's significant. So that's what we need for Shabbos, the smallest significant use. It's amazing to say like this. The posseg is telling you not only not just you won't find something which is significant for people even something which is insignificant, for example, to draw some water, which is insignificant, you don't have a broken piece of earthenware for that, you won't find. And therefore, it's insignificant, so for Shabbos, we're looking for something significant. The smallest significant thing is to have the burning coal. Okay. So to summarize, we spoke about like this. We spoke about Rav Baravuna didn't want to go to the Chizda's yeshiva, because Rav Chizda used to teach, Eitzis, how to go to the toilet, they shouldn't push too hard. They shouldn't sit too strongly because you're going to tear things and therefore it's going to, it's going to be dangerous. So they don't want to go there. It's a waste of time. Said Ravuna, what do you mean? He's teaching you how to be healthy. That's the most important thing. Definitely you should go to him. Right? Then we spoke about that there was a machloikis between Ravuna and Avchishta in this subject. Whether on Shabbos he should prefer a piece of earthenware or a pebble because the earthenware is a broken Kali. It's not so mukhtzah. And Ravunna was worried about that it's gonna sharp. Uh, so I'm sorry, Ravunna wasn't worried and he said, take the piece of earthenware. And Ravuna was worried, it's, it's, it's sharp. And we had a brise which said, take a piece of earthenware. So a Talmud explained that in front of Ravunna to support Ravuna that Ravuna will say that the brise is talking about the smooth edge. But any other sharper piece, don't use it because it's dangerous. Then we spoke about you should prefer pebbles or grass. So there's a machvaikis, because grass could cut, but grass is not muktza, pebbles are pebbles are muktza. Uh, so that's, that's the two sides. So there's a braise which said that you shouldn't use anything flammable, which means you shouldn't use grass. No, that's dry grass, we're talking about wet grass. Wet grass is not flammable can you can use, right? And we said that doesn't apply today. Ishtar no We is saying this detail. Then we spoke about if you eat, when you have to go to the toilet or if uh, you, you hold it in, what does it cause? It causes a, a bad breath or even a bad smell in the whole body. And it sounds like it's a bad smell in the whole body because the price it compares it to, putting, to lighting an oven when there's still ashes of it. It's the same idea. And it causes a bad smell in the whole body. Then it talks about different eights, how you can let yourself loose. So to stand up to sit down, to go to different locations and to try it or to focus just on that. And then we said the best etza is to stand up and sit down, that's the best etza. And if you want to sit down for a proper meal, you have to make sure to clean yourself first in order not to eat when you still need to go. So you have to walk either 10 stops of four hours, or even better, four stops of 10 hours, you walk more, and that will help you let yourself loose and get yourself to, 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 to be able to, to sit down for the meal. Then we spoke about the smallest size for earthenware. So it's either to put it into the gaps of a building of logs, then Rebbe Rebbe says even smaller to catch a burning coal, and Rebbe says even smaller to draw water, a rebease of water. Why is catching a coal larger than drawing a rebease of water? Because it's catching a coal from a a big flame. You have to have something a bit larger for that. There's a postic in Yishayim, which he's telling, he's warning the Eden that if whatever, then they're gonna break the wall, and there's not going to be anything useful left, not a piece to draw a coal from a burning fire, and not a piece of earthenware to draw some water. So the mayor says, you see, the smallest significant thing is to draw a burning coal from a fire. And Rabi says, no, you see over there, it says even smaller to draw the water. Now Rebbe has a point, because he always look for the smallest significant thing. So the mayor say, no. The is telling you it's not going to be anything significant, which a small, significant thing is to draw, to catch a burning coal. And there won't even be something insignificant, which is to draw one. Now, we have a whole Pedic now, which is totally unrelated. Uh, I mean, not a whole Pedic, the beginning of the Pedic. Then when we get back to the sizes in Shabbos. It's We spoke about here things that we don't have a proof for, but we have a hint in psuki. So we're going to have a bunch of random alachis, which Armid Rabanam, but there's hints in sukim for them, or either not the Rabban or the Rabbanan learned it out from the Klolim or Laqal Mish and there's hints in Suqim, but no clear proofs. So we're gonna talk about many different topics, and then we're gonna come back to this topic of the sizes of things that you carry in chas.